I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, Managing Editor of Healthcare Info Security. When the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights investigates a data breach, even a relatively minor one can lead to a substantial penalty if investigators find a pattern of noncompliance with HIPAA. That's what happened in a HIPAA investigation at the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services, which agreed in June to pay a $1.7 million settlement to HHS. Although the Alaska case was triggered by a stolen storage device potentially containing data on a few hundred Medicaid beneficiaries, the penalty Alaska paid to HHS was higher than most other HIPAA cases so far, including one at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee that affected about a million individuals. In the resolution agreement with Alaska, HHS charged that Alaska's health agency was lacking in several HIPAA compliance areas, including risk management and staff training. Today we're talking to Thor Ryan, the chief security officer at the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services, who will tell us his agency's side of the story, as well as provide some insight that could help other organizations in their HIPAA compliance efforts. Hi, Thor. Hi, Miriam. Can you tell us briefly about your organization and your role? Sure. I serve as the Chief Security Officer for the State of Alaska Department of Health and Social Services. Um, As you mentioned before, our mission is to promote and protect the health and well-being of Alaskans. We have 3,600 staff providing services in over 70 locations, which include a few cities and many rural towns and villages scattered over an area two and a half times the size of Texas. Most of these locations are only accessible by plane or boat. Can you tell us a little about the OCR investigation and what that was like? The OCR investigation was punctuated. There were a number of uh, fact-finding questions where they would send a list of questions and expect uh, a list of detailed answers. We had about six or seven of those back and forth. They, They sent some investigators on site. Uh, to interview our staff, Uh, but there were many, many months of no communication from the Office of Civil Rights uh, throughout this process. And I would say that when we received corrective action plan and resolution agreement, it was a bit of a surprise. What was that process like? Did they interview people, go through paperwork? Tell us a little bit about that. They wanted to know policies and procedures. They wanted detailed information. They wanted logs from different devices that we had. They went into a level of detail that was honestly quite surprising. They interviewed people in person, alone, and when they interviewed, they interviewed me and our HIPAA privacy officer and about, oh, I'd say about 12 other staff. And as they went through each one, they would spend an hour with each person and uh, go through any number of questions to see whether, to validate whether some of the procedures you had in place were actually effective. They would ask about training. When was the last time you had it? They would ask basic HIPAA questions to see if you understood HIPAA. Um, They would ask if you had any concerns or questions. And uh, they were very professional. What are some of the lessons that you and your organization learned through the HIPAA investigation and settlement that you think other health entities should be aware of? Be proactive. The steps you're working on now or planning to do to improve compliance, do that expediently. Uh, We were more than halfway through our encryption project when an unencrypted hard drive was stolen. With the benefit of hindsight, we could have saved uh, millions of dollars. Be proactive in status updates to the Office of Civil Rights. Let them know how you're progressing. 
I really recommend following up phone calls with an email summarizing the discussion. All decisions and communications need to be documented in writing. In the resolution agreement between Alaska and HHS, HHS listed a number of corrective actions that needed to be performed by Alaska to ensure compliance to HIPAA. What, how is that going, and what are some of the things that you're doing to comply? We're progressing on all fronts. We submitted two updated RFPs. Well, we will be submitting two updated RFPs early next week based on the latest OCR guidance to address the risk analysis and monitoring for one of the RFPs or the risk analysis and risk management plan and monitoring uh, for three years for the other RFP. A number of the other items identified in the CAF have already been done or are partway done. Uh, so we're, we're, we're well in line to uh, meet the requirements of the corrective action plan. We have an online learning management system we're leveraging for the improvements in our training process, and our procedures already existed. So we're, we're good to go. Risk assessment, HIPAA training, device encryption, those were some of the things that OCR said was lacking at Alaska DHSS. How are you addressing those issues? Are you changing processes? Uh, are you adding staff? How are you handling that? Well, we, we have added staff. We have an additional uh, person on board, our security architect. And, uh, you know, I think really the important context here where OCR identified these issues is that they felt they were lacking at the time of the theft of the hard drive. And so, you know, we have a learning management system to address the training issue. We now conduct annual HIPAA training through that LMS. Uh, we have those RFPs that are hitting the street. Our device encryption project was, was already partway done at the time, more than halfway done. So we had identified the issues that OCR had addressed. We just hadn't fully realized them at the time. It was validation in the approach that we were taking and in the compliance measures that were already underway. Are there any misconceptions about the HIPAA case and settlement with OCR that you'd like to address? Absolutely. Entering into the agreement wasn't an admission of liability. Uh, we don't think we were in violation of the privacy rule or the security rule. However, it was the least expensive way for us to proceed. We know that when it comes to the Medicaid, uh, the original press release from OCR indicated Medicaid data, and that was erroneous. No Medicaid data was involved. In fact, we're not even sure that any data was involved. At the particular time of the theft of the hard drive, there was no, no proof that any data existed on it. However, there was the possibility that data may have existed on it. We don't regret reporting. We did the right thing. Uh, when in doubt, report is what we follow, and uh, was the advice that we had from, from our legal counsel, and we will continue to do that. But the statement that Medicaid data was at risk was, was not, uh, not accurate. We did have a current risk. We did have a risk assessment. Uh, it was a few years old. However, OCR had never identified, defined in their language what a current assessment is. And we had previously asked for clarification on that, and they said there was no definition available. So to be found that we uh, missed a definition that wasn't defined was, was interesting. Uh, we had a number of risk management measures in place. We were moving forward with them. And so it was a little difficult to understand uh, why we received this corrective action plan and resolution agreement from the Office of Civil Rights. Besides that, um, I can say that overall, the resolution agreement and corrective action plan has only crystallized the efforts that we have here at uh, Health and Social Services to further comply with HIPAA and HITECH and to protect the data of our citizens. Thanks, Thor. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee for Healthcare Info Security. Thanks for listening.